moves about Crocodile. Cruising around with murder by Marie Marie Fisher. Extract given for podcast. Preview. Sucky. I yelled over the wild name that went on and on. Nothing. Something was terribly wrong. Lancelot reared up, pulled the air and crashed down again. The store door swung open. The fact I didn't have a recovery on the spot testified to my heart's excellent health. Riziki's appearance in the doorway, instinct told me to remain silent. He grunted a little while backing out out of the stall. I could tell he was dragging something limp and heavy. Once in the corridor, he gently lowered his load and straightened. His face a mask of shock. He ran his fingers through his hair. I noticed his hand shook. I was too late to save him, he muttered in a tight voice. I studied the inert object and shuddered. It was a man, a man who was either unconscious or dead. His head was turned away from me. My throat tightened. Oh, Ziki, I said softly. His eyes vacant and haunted. He used an arm to swipe sweat off his forehead before closing the stall door. Remaining silent, he averted his gaze and crouched beside the body. I glanced again at the body, my heart galloping in my chest. That's Luke Lacrosse, isn't it? I clenched my fists, dimly aware of my nails digging into tender flesh. Ziki nodded. My heart bounced around my chest. Is he? I stopped talking. Ziki checked Luki's pulse. My shifted from one foot to the other. Seconds ticked by until I stood and faced me. Until he stood and faced me. His pressing grin. Yep, he's dead. Chapter 1. Last chance for success. It all began three days earlier, when I, Abby Foster, sat in my office staring at our annual profit and loss statement, daunted by the prospect of financial ruin. I grabbed my squishy stress ball and gave it a severe, several killer squeezes. Unless we increased our revenues, Grizzly Gulch Church Guest Ranch was toast. Worse, our two sisters and I would collateral damage at an age when most sane people contemplated retirement. In an attempt to lower my blood pressure, I stretched and gazed out the window at the long ridges of rolling terrain at the Alberta, the Alberta foothills. How could I leave this far beauty? The answer was I couldn't and wouldn't. We breastfully needed five-star reviews, a week-long equine breeding sensorium was our only hope. Scouring, I chucked the useless stress ball at my office door, which simultaneously flew open. The bell bounced off my younger sister's forehead. Hey, Dottie said, rubbing her brow. What's the f- what the fudge, Abby? Sorry, I said. A little voice, try knocking. A sinus clocking cloud of channel number five filled my office as we teetered inside. And four-inch spikes that was totally unsuitable for a 62-year-old woman. Brilliant flowers splashed the plus-size moo top, which should have hung loose. Instead, it clung like 
shrink wrap to quadruple D boobs before encasing a bulging muffin top and belly pouch. A hem landed a scant inch above crotch level. Hey, I figured out. You'll be in a decent mood since you hold up in here for hours with your best friends, numbers and spreadsheets. And spreadsheets. Gertie's eyes lit up as she zeroed in on a low filing cabinet. My stash of plate with Chef Armani's cookies, telling myself they were for visitors, not myself. She elected an oatmeal raisin and bit down along my eyes. Don't stand on ceremony. Help yourself. Through a mouthful of crumbs, she replied, Don't mind if I do, and crammed the rest of the cookie into her mouth. Blending, bending over to scrutinise the plate, she presented me with a disturbing view. She had encased her plump legs in black leggings, her feet as marvellous as stuffing a bucking kettle down a drainpipe, her queen-sized butt cheeks bulged, straining at the water, at the wafer-thin fabric in an alarming manner. Before she retired, Dodie had accumulated years of experience in the food industry, long with an avid interest in food. She also knew her beverages, especially the alcoholic kind. These talents, combined with her people skills, earned her the dual titles of food and beverage manager, plus head of guest services and housekeeping. Straightening, her, straightening she faced me, give me eyeballs a chance to heal. Give my eyeballs a chance to heal. Holding two thin thumbprint cookies on a napkin, she minced over a visitor's chair and parked herself. Nice outfit, I said, cringing in an eye-popping get-up. Huh, wish I could say the same for, you, for yours. You dress like a nun. Loosen up a bit, sis. Wait, something snappy. She chomped into another cookie. I nod her jab about my work attire. Hey, I like the non-nonsense. Nonsense look of a button-up blouse and traded shirt pants. But suit me. I look elegant and professional. Nice at gunplay. I spent the better part of a glorious May morning studying spreadsheets, bottom line. We're in deep financial trouble. Our survival hinges on next week's horse-breeding sensorium. It's got to be a success. Unless we attract a lot more guests than we thought on our loan and a bank will repossess Grizzly Gulch. I gave her a hard stare. I don't know about you, but I'm too old to become a bag lady. That that bag? She asked around a mouthful of crumbs. As I thought of, as I thought of losing Grizzly Gulch, a sharp pain knife between my shoulder blades. Today is the two-year anniversary of Uncle Benny's passing. I thought down an unexpected burst of emotion. Benny, Uncle Benny had left the three of us all his worldly goods including Grizzly Gulch Guest Ranch. Don't go all winky on me, Dobie rest, raised her cookie in the air. Here to our favourite uncle. It's a sure bet he croaked happy. Hey, they found him on his feet. Were in his boots and his high quarters. Firmly lodged at that in Beatty B's heated seat. He was doing what he loved most. Riding fences with Grizzly Gulch's m- m- Northwest Pulcher. I gave a watery smile. My sister had a knack for putting things into perspective, initially owing and operating a dude ranch and footholds in the Canadian Rockies. I sounded idyllic. Two years and a ton of re- reservation, 
new reservations. Later, the rounds he was running a money pit like Ridley Gulch. Mr. Mark, what a country mom. We got the carried away with the revelation. I said, the upgrade to convert a rundown Jude ranch into a deluxe va- vacation destination. Over the stretch of our finances. And that's putting it mildly. The revelations will pay for themselves. Our place is fabulous. I can't help but agree. We've made massive changes. Hey, it'd be fine, Billy assured me. The foster sisters will never end up as bad ladies. The three of us survived a lot worse than the cash flow problem. Yeah, we survived a dysfunctional childhood. In my case, a dysfunctional adult. Emerging as survivors. Dolly shifted her chair. A sure sign she had more to say. Placing my forearms on the desk and leaning forward, I scrutinised her face. Okay, enough about money problems. What brings you to my office? We have high maintenance chefs and hysterical housekeeping staff to manage. This may knock your bra off, so please stay calm, she said. I blush if I should spike into red alert zone. Of course I lied. Clara has to take a couple of weeks personal time, maybe more. My tongue glued itself to the roof of my mouth. Clara, the youngest of the foster sisters, was widowed 23 years ago at age 40. She used turbocharged people skills and kind heart and the kindest heart in the world. She also produced Wendy, our beloved niece. Because of Clara's ability to act with guests without getting up their noses, she holds the vital position of event manager and is currently in charge of our horse breeding sensorium. Well, not as in a job description, she also smooths any feathers Dolly and I may have ruffled. I shook my head. No way! As an impact sank in, I increased the volume. Claire, handles on vents. You can't leave us high and dry two days before the sensorium. I'm hungry, Dolly stood and eyed the cookies. I need a snack to tie me over. So this is my sister's next move. I averted my eyes while she bent over to make another selection. She scoffed down two more before running, returning to her chair. A mouthful of cookies muffled her next words, but I made it. But I made out Claire was already booked a flight out of Calgary, packed and his and his writing notes as we speak. I tried to not to hyperventilate. What could possibly be more important than a sensorium? That's our last chance to save the ranch. At this point, Claire burst into my office. Her curly grey hair, normally elegant, scrapped in, scraped into a messy ponytail. She wrangled a rolling suitcase behind her and stopped long enough to blurt, When he needs me, I'll be back soon as Eric returns from Paris. I left you notes about the sonorium. She flung a yellow pad covered with a barely legible word. Handwriting took on on my desk and whipped her suitcase round to flee. Stop! Panic gained my command. A sky is falling quality. What happened? Claire was... Wendy was Claire's daughter and my beloved niece who lived in Vancouver. Claire actually stopped a horn blared outside. What's wrong? Where are you going? You can't leave like this. The honking grew more insistent. Claire ticked the details off her fingers. Wendy has... We've thrown off a horse. Husband's gone for two weeks. Kids are frantic. And so neighbours who took them in got to go and left. 
In distress, I nearly said a, a word. No woman nice. A, no said a word. No nice woman repeats. Two actually, but I restrained myself. Claire, I insisted. Dodie and I start splashing the big F around, explaining how guests don't appreciate staff who curse a blue streak. Seeing the wisdom of rejection, I and he agreed to stop swearing. Remembering our pact, I said to them, "Holy moly, that's terrible." I hope Wendy's okay. I phoned Clara tomorrow morning. In a relaxed motion, I reached over to grab a cookie, popped half of it into my mouth. A burst of buttery sweetness improved my perspective. After weighing my options, I said to Dodie, We'll get along fine without Clara. Clara. Without Clara, you can step in for her. If necessary, I hope you will. I'll help with salt dishes. Dodie's eyebrows drew together. Nope, this upcoming sermon. Too clean. You need to do it. I'm too old, I shot back. Although we, I was pushing 64. I agreed to fulfil two positions at Desmond Gulch. My background as an accountant made me the logical choice as chief financial officer. And I'll venture, but, uh, but general manager, not so, so much I suspect my sister, Confused bosses with leadership skills, I accepted the GM position because it would be safe for public speaking my horses. The events manager, on the other hand, respects me to the species and make nice the, the trail horses on a daily basis. We need an events manager and you'd be sorted for the job. I shuddered. The stench of manure always triggered up my goat track reflex. Nose hooves and, lo- and long equine teeth would inflict untold damage, not to mention I'd rather have my eyes poked out with blunt sticks and deliver Stadies Billy about un- upcoming activities. It's sweet of you to ask, but thankfully no, I said, pretending I had a choice in the matter. I'm no fun. You're, p- you're perfect for the job. Guests love you, except when they hate me. How You do remember the, what happened last time I covered for Clara? Huh? Dodie had a point, cornered by a guest who crumbled, grumbled about manure in a stable. He smiled sweetly and showed the guest. You'd be delighted to have a horse break all the 38 horses. In the meantime, she restructured the wranglers to deliver every single one of those hairy manure machines at bedtime. Old tablecloths and duct tape would work nicely. Conversation had thundered down hill from there. You're going to take one of the 14 abs. Dodie said. I'd already told Clara you'd replace her. It's not like it's forever. A chill ran down my spine. We sat there quiet, my brain darting to and fro like a caged ferret, seeking a way out, seeking a way to avoid acting as events manager. Dodie's voice shattered the long silence, meditating. Are we? I narrowed my eyes. My eyebrows are acting up. Will anyone fit enough to join the hell and hearty karate league can handle a few guests, she paused. Got any real excuses? Even in my terror, I recognised the parachuting Dodie at the events manager was a bad idea. The GM was my duty to place the branch welfare above personal phobias. Resigned to my fate, I suppressed a sigh and even forced a wobbly smile. Very well, events manager it is. I said evenly, 
unwillingly to show weakness, even to Dolly, by, by confessing that horse, that horses were speechless and Libby scared me spitless. I planned to take those secrets to the grave. At least it, I won't need to get involved in Sensorium, I said, trying to find a nugget of optimism. Clara's been collaborating with Muffy Wilson. Seems Muffy plans to do all the heavy lifting. She even be staying here in case guests have questions. I don't want to retread on her toes. Muffy owned a nearby ranch. A funny smile, a billionaire husband, was convinced she hid dark secrets behind her mask of perfection. Dodie gave an impression, I, impressive eye roll. Muffy's a spoiled socialite pretending to be a rancher. Doesn't she know the basic? Does she know the basic horse breeding? I shrugged. She studied animal science at University of Alberta. It's her idea to collaborate with us on the actual wine breeding sensorium, thus providing a guest as wedding students for workshops. She invited her classmates to attend. Even placed ads in the big sky equine news to target all the horse ranches in Alberta. We should be grateful to her. What's in it for Muffy? Now that she's rich, she owns racehorses. Horse breeding services are a bonus spin-off. Muffy needs customers for the semen she collects. Dodie sniggered. That's not a sentence that you hear every day. I frowned. It's a win-win. We went off great off-season guests and hopefully great reviews leading to more bookings. Muffy publicizes a horse's breeding business and drums up new clients for artificial insemination service. Somehow, I can't picture Muffy delivering a semen collection demo. A trainee is helping with a hands-on his workshops. A brooding but gorgeous Lux Moonster. Lucas, Dodie Bangles eyebrows. What is it made of the hands-on stuff? I don't mean the horses, if you get my drift. I frowned. You shouldn't talk that way about business associates. Doby grinned, displaying an excellent set of choppers. Who's such a serious puppy, Abby? But I love you anyway. I found myself enveloped in a warm, fragrant hug. I'll be fine. Clara asked me to remind you about a meeting she scheduled with the owner of the outfit, the crazy cow. What's that about? No idea. It's in her notes. She mentioned that Zeke offered to help her help in every way possible. My face warmed up. Zeke Robertson was a sexy silver fox of a barn manager. As I imagined, all the ways he could help, my pulse skyrocketed. As I tried as I might, I was unable to forget he placed a big O within striking distance, an event I thought was no longer achievable. As if, I, as if to remind me, my fun parts gave me a mighty throb. Great, I said weakly, standing in to relieve the pressure. Obvious to my inner turmoil, Doby headed for the cookies on the way out. When she bent over, her light-clad buttocks quivered, exerting immense pressure on her poor leggings. The fabric thinned and parted. Horrific yet fascinating sight. The rip started slowly, winding and accelerated, till ground zero was exposed. Oh look, I can see the full moon. I managed to choke out. Give me a crack me a smile. 
Cross me a hand, and I'll drive. Dervish straightened the lurch that made her wobbly bit. That made her wobbly bit. In other words, pretty much everything jiggled. She slitted her eyes at me. Stop making fun of me, or I'll what, show me anus? We both doubled over with mirth, gasping for breath. I recovered enough to say, You need new leggings for Saturday. You can't subject our guests to the trauma of repeat performance. Imagine you lose. Next week will be perfect. Our future hinged on achieving glowing reviews. The end of this podcast.